Auburn is not a place, it is a people. The loveliest village on the plains is more than a college sports venue, more than a university filled with historic buildings, more than a quaint little southern town. Its worth lies within its people, those that call Auburn home, whether that be for a single day at a time or for a lifetime. Much like our legendary Toomer's Oak Trees, our stories are the product of a firm foundation laid in the beginning of our Auburn story. These are the stories of the Auburn family. These are their roots. War Eagle Auburn family, and welcome back to another edition of Auburn Roots, our journey of exploring and sharing the stories of your Auburn family members. We're going to be talking to someone who resides in Georgia, someone who has spent some time at the university in the 70s, and someone who is very, very integral to a specific tradition that we all love, that is Tiger Walk. And we're going to get into a little bit about what all that is about here in this episode. I want to welcome in my next guest to tell her Auburn roots, Miss Cindy Terry. Cindy, thank you for joining me. My pleasure, War Eagle. War Eagle is always to you, and as I told you pre-show, uh, whether you see this as an honor or not, I just lay the blame at the feet of Kim Trimble since she recommended you. So you just, you know, if, if at the end of this thing, if you're just like, oh, that was the worst thing ever, you just blame her, okay? I would gladly blame Kim Trimble, absolutely. <laughs> I think she can take it. From what I can tell of getting to know her and doing her Auburn roots, which was, oh gosh, I can't even remember now. I think that was like episode... 18 or something like that a few a few of them back uh she is one that can stick up for herself absolutely she can (laughs) but anyway enough about kim trimble this is about your story and your auburn roots let me start off with this question this is just popping in my head here real quick why auburn uh obviously we'll get into you know your your story as a whole but if you just kind of had to be a general sense why do you continually choose auburn I grew up in Columbus, Georgia, and my father graduated from Auburn, and my aunt, uh, Laura May, graduated from Auburn. When I was about five, maybe six, um, daddy took me to the Auburn games. Uh, I was, I had three sisters, so out of the four girls, I was the one that went fishing with him and loved sports, and um, that's just something we did that that he did with me and and really not the other girls um, just wasn't their interest at that time so just being at Auburn I developed a love for it at that time Columbus was of course it's right across the Chattahoochee it's very very close in proximity and um, Columbus was was mostly Auburn fans at that time I know um, UGA is trying to make a claim on it now but you know, still War Eagle. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just like the UGA fans. They think they can swoop in here and, you know, try to take over territory close to Auburn. The funny thing is, though, and I think you can speak to this a little bit, too. There's a big Auburn presence up here in northern Georgia, uh, at least that I've found uh, in my location. I never reveal exactly where I am, but I'm up in northwest Georgia. Uh, you, I think, are in Northeast Georgia, if I have that correct, re- re- relatively speaking, in terms of Atlanta exactly. and all that kind of stuff. Do you find right now, like speaking in the present day, that the Auburn presence is pretty significant up there? It is. Oh, in the Atlanta area, absolutely. That's where I am outside of Atlanta. Um, the Auburn Alumni Club is huge. Um, and it, it's people assume that the Tiger Walk banner 
lives in Auburn and it, it doesn't. It lives 30 miles from Athens, Georgia. Which uh, that's the thing is like when you said that, I'm kind of like, I don't know if I like that. But then I'm also thinking, actually, I do like that because now I don't know how many UGA fans you tell that. You might want to be careful about that. (laughs) All of them. My neighbors, all of them. (laughs) (laughs) The neighbors, I'm fine with you telling them. But if you tell the wrong UGA fan, they might run out. You know, they tried to burn down the trees a couple of times. So unsuccessfully, right. Absolutely. So we might want to be careful uh, with that. And we're going to talk a lot about that banner and Tiger Walk specifically with your story here. Um, So you kind of already got into it a little bit. Uh, Growing up in Columbus, Georgia, uh, with your family, it was a strong family ties there as well. What's growing up in Columbus like outside of being an Auburn fan? Shape that up for me. Outside of being, truly, when I I think of being outside of Auburn, um, that doesn't resonate. (laughs) I do other things. But but there's always um, you know parts of the the Auburn Creed that that just shape your life, mm-hmm. and um, I, I know little things like my clothing is uh, is mostly orange and blue. When people give me gifts, it's going to be something Auburn. But but Auburn is mm, you know you've heard it over and over. Auburn is not a place. Auburn truly is what the creed is about. It's um, it's a feeling you have. It is family. Kim called it soulful. These these are true. Um, so everywhere I go, I, I, you know, when people say, if I hear anything negative, I say, you know, I am Auburn. So, you know, we're not down on other fans. They can say and do what they want, but um, we always welcome everybody into our tailgate. It's huge. It's, it's fun to get people from opposing teams and people who are coming just because they've heard of Auburn and just want to see a big game or especially for the Auburn Alabama game. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's fun to welcome people in like that. So you talked a lot about earlier uh, about being in Columbus, you know, UGA tries to stake their claim since it's technically the state of Georgia still, but we kind of, you know, annexed Columbus, I feel like, because it's, it's so close, you know, that little whole area right there. Did it you, is. Did you get invaded by Alabama fans too much over there? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> um, truly didn't understand that part of the rivalry when I was a, a child. Of course, when I was a student at Auburn, it was like, whoa, um, it was not UGA anymore. It was, it was uh, Bama. So you had a different perspective growing up where, you know, you had to deal with the UGA fans a lot, but you get to a lot a later part in life uh, when you actually get there and you kind of realize, oh, wow, there's bigger rivalries, bigger scope of this whole Auburn fandom thing than than even I grasped it in my little world of Columbus, Georgia. Exactly. Uh, which, and, I, and in my view, I, I don't know if you agree with this. Would you say that Columbus, I, I know it's technically a big, bigger city, but are they very, is Auburn and Columbus somewhat similar in terms of like style or or feeling of that particular type of place? Um, well, this is a funny story. I, I remember the drinking age. <laughs> I know that <laughs> Alabama was dry and, and Georgia wasn't. And, and, you know, on the weekends, everybody went to Nichols Alley in Columbus. And that was that was the big thing when we were in school. Mainly, I remember my dad was such an avid um, Auburn fan that he took us. And I remember I had three sisters, so it's a big family. We went to the bowl games. We went um, actually the greatest bowl game. One of the first ones was 1971. I went to the we went to the Gator Bowl and saw Pat Sullivan and Archie Manning. 
Oh my goodness, Archie Manning still had a, a cast on. I think he had broken his arm and he, and he played in a cast and we won that game. And um, oh gosh, we, we had an old green station wagon. And at that time we didn't have magnets or decals. We decorated the car ourselves. And that's, that's hilarious looking at some of the pictures we had then. But, but that's, what we, that's what we did. Um, fabulous game. Pat Sullivan was always such a gracious, gracious guy. I do have his autograph and he's from Pat Sullivan to Cindy and I still have it. So proud to have that autograph. See, I love to hear about times when people grew up in those type of areas that something that I don't actually have a, you know, awareness of because a, I wasn't born then, but also, uh, you know, just because I, I don't have that strong of a connection to the history. I value that part of Auburn's history. I think it's great. And you look back, but you actually experienced some of that. Do you, is there like a clear difference between like being an Auburn fan in, in say the 1960s and seventies versus now like that you, or is it still pretty much the same? No, it's very different. I think, I think because of social media, there are many, many more people, but um, there's a lot of change going on everywhere. But even when you look at downtown Auburn, uh, huge changes, it's hardly recognizable from last year to, to now. Um, oh, we, well, you have to remember my freshman year, the women still had curfews. Mm-hmm. We were in dorms. Students didn't live in apartments everywhere. We didn't have um, transit, uh, Tiger Transit. Uh, it was it was just very very different. Uh, that changed my my sophomore year. I remember that we had to be. I think it, we had to be in the dorms at eleven o'clock. And and I remember they called my dad on me one time and and he just <laughs> laughed. I said thank you. <laughs> and then the next year. They allowed men in the dorms, but you had to yell down the hall, man in the hall or man in the dorm or something. It was, uh, goodness, I'm dating myself. But My have times have changed. <laughs> well, and thank goodness, right? Right. So I think, I think, yeah, we were much more centralized at, at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember the Coliseum, of course, we used the Coliseum. It was, we had some of the best concerts. We had, um, oh, Elton John. Elton John was big my freshman year, and and he came to Auburn. Everybody stood up the whole time. Uh, we saw Chicago there. We saw um, Elvis Presley came. Gosh, that was packed. Uh, that was shortly before he passed away. And um, I just remember that. We had free movies at Langston Hall, and, and there was always something to do. You could you could find a group of friends anywhere and and do things. Oh, Ooh, one of the best things. Those who did have cars, there was a gasoline war at the time. So gas was 50 cents. And then all of a sudden it was 25 cents a gallon. Interesting. Which, it. So in that respect, it's changed quite a bit. Absolutely. But see what I'm hearing through all of this with you explaining this. Yeah, it, it does sound like there are some things different, but at its core, it's still the same because, you know, during my time at Auburn, uh, we had some uh, similar things, concerts, you know, we had people come to, you know, visit campus and things like that. And it's just nice to hear that, you know, that's, those are some similarities that the g- different generations share those experiences outside of athletics, uh, the, the, the students still experience to this day. Um, so that's, right. not a, that's a nice connection, because we, we often forget, you know, we're, you know, some of us are separated by decades, sometimes, but there are still some s- similarities. And it all goes back to the creed, like you, like you said. 
Yes, and the traditions. Um, Auburn has never been afraid of the traditions, like like heyday. Mm-hmm. Not many universities would do that. We still celebrate heyday, and it's just just being nice and friendly. Um, that's one of my favorite <laughs> traditions. Heyday. Well, before we talk more about your time actually at Auburn, let's reverse back just a little bit. And you you told me a few memories from childhood or just before you got to Auburn, uh, some games and things like that. Anything else come to mind about your Auburn experience growing up uh, in Columbus or, um, you know, uh, even going to certain athletic events or other things? Or anything about the city? Because you talked a lot about how it's changed even now. What are some things you remember about Auburn as a whole back then? Well, you could walk on campus um, and you could drive through campus. That's very different. Uh, of course, you could drive through uh, mainly. Oh, yes. I actually have a picture of Auburn when I was a freshman. I went um, on top of Haley Center and took a picture. And to look at it now and and see how it's grown um, with buildings, with, with now uh, there's no car access throughout the campus, uh, the athletic have, have um, or really sprouted. Um, the equestrian's huge. The veterinarian school's taken off. Um, we have osteopathy now, and, and um, I probably would have a different degree had I <laughs> been at Auburn now. Uh, yeah, I, I know I would have. I'm an occupational therapist now, but I had to go to the Medical College of Georgia to get that degree. Mm, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I know. And actually, I've talked to Auburn. I said, you have everything. You have you have speech and hearing. You have psychology. You have nursing. You have um, rehab. You have everything but OT and PT. <laughs> we have to leave to get that degree. But um, it might happen someday. Any other big games, uh, whether any sport that come to mind uh, in your adolescence before you got to Auburn? Oh, my parents would, would go to... Um, Auburn, Alabama games in Legion Field. Um, we went to one of them, but of course I remember 1716. I remember I was a high school senior. I remember listening to it on the radio and knowing that my parents were there and and absolutely just couldn't couldn't believe that game. And to me, that's probably the greatest game that Auburn had. The likelihood of Bill Newton blocking two punts and David I, I, no, it, it how how could that happen? That the same two people blocked a punt and caught yep. caught the ball and ran it in for a touchdown, and then Gardner Jed, of course, um, kicking that that last point for Auburn to beat Bama seventeen sixteen. Punt mm-hmm. Bama punt was on everybody's uh, bumper sticker. It, it was hilarious. Um, but the the thing I remember too, and I still have this poster, is Suge Jordan when he went up to Bear Bryant. There was no gloating. He calmly put his his hand up on Bear's neck, and you could feel the compassion. It's like, yes, I, I know how you're feeling. Um, it wasn't gloatful at all. It was mm-hmm. very respectful, and two friends who um, were just in battle. Absolutely. You know, the the phrase quiet strength comes up a lot. We've talked about it on a previous Auburn Roots, and I think it's even something they've had 
I think in the press room or something, I, I had this image in my head at least of Coach Chiswick at the time uh, was having a press conference and the words quiet strength were behind him. And to me, that's what describes Shug Jordan. I don't, would you agree with that statement? I totally agree. Uh, he was he was such a gentleman. Um, he actually, I think he started at Auburn when my dad started, and then um, he was there when when I went to Auburn. It was his last year. I I was so excited. I signed up for a football class because he was supposed to teach it, and he he didn't. I think his he may have been having some health problems or and they let somebody else teach that class. And I was so disappointed. <laughs> I would have had the same strategy as you, honestly. I was like, uh, uh, heck yeah, Coach Jordan's going to be in here. I'm taking this class. <laughs> oh, he's teaching it. Oh, I signed up immediately. And oh yeah, we had drop an ad where you had to stand in line to sign up for your classes. It was, it was, so that part's changed too. That's easier to sign up for classes. <laughs> well, you've already segued right into what I wanted to kind of get more into is your time at Auburn. You arrive in 73 and you're there through 77 when you graduate. Uh, obviously, important era in Auburn athletics history, but an important era for you as well to get your degree from Auburn. So take me back to you're a lifelong Auburn fan. It's in your blood. It's in your family. You arrive on campus that first day, week, month. What, what do you remember about arriving officially as an Auburn student? Oh, gosh. I remember it, it was my dream. I, I am here, and mom and dad drove away <laughs> and um I was in dorm nine and they were building the eagle's cage right outside of my window I got to watch that and for a while the eagle was housed right outside my my dorm uh, oh gosh that was tremendous um and oh I remember too that's when streaking <laughs> started <laughs> I remember being in a big field I think it was the, the intramural field and all of a sudden people were taking off their clothes and running around I, what is this I, I did not <laughs> thank I did you not for the clarification partake. on that <laughs> I did not partake <laughs> but I remember that and and um oh gosh uh and we used to climb through the window and go out on the the roof um or the balcony rather and sunbathe and and that's how we developed some of the our closest friendships uh, a lot of us were just matched with the roommates at at auburn and um and we oh our freshman year was fabulous and then um i did join a sorority and it was um housed in dorm three which is was the alpha alpha chi dorm and that was located right outside of haley center so through through that sweet window, I could see the concourse, <laughs> and most of my classes, because I was in education, were located in Haley. So um, five minutes before class, I could just run down there, and um, and everybody socialized on the concourse. It, um, football players, um, it just just everybody. Um, I remember there was always something going on, things being sold or or events going on on the concourse just a great meeting place and, and I, I, I don't think that's changed at all because i i still remember you know uh, you couldn't get down the concourse without someone trying to hand you a flyer trying to get you to sign up for this so it sounds like that was pretty much the same back then too right that too but you would you would say well, well meet me at the concourse between classes and and 
we would do this and that. But at that time, you could actually go on top of, of Haley. Um, and the view was spectacular. That I, I think it's closed off now. But uh, And I remember people getting lost all the time, too. They would go in one door, and 30 minutes later, going, excuse me, <laughs> you're going in circles, and we know it. So, <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up, because I always talk to people about Haley, and I swear to this day, we've still lost people in there. Like It's like the Bermuda Triangle. You know, somebody went in there in the 19, well, I don't even remember when it was erected, but you know, the beginning of time when it was erected, they're probably still lost in there to this day. It's like a vortex. Well, it's true. You try to say, meet me at the bookstore because University Bookstore was located in one of the, the quads. And and um, oh, goodness, if they were 30 minutes late, you knew they were there. <laughs> they just couldn't find the bookstore. Some things just they just don't change. People getting lost in the Haley I know, Center. I know. It's one of those buildings that I, I, I think we all love to kind of joke on it and hate on it, quote unquote, to a certain degree. But I think if we ever lost it, that would like be a piece of us, you know, leaving as well, because like who else has the Haley center? I mean, come on. <laughs> so I know. And I'm sure it needs renovations and all, but um, gosh, yes. What a focal point that was for us at, at that time. What I love that you described uh, going through some of your stories there, uh, some of the views that you had from your different dorms. Uh, you know, I didn't know that, some of the dorms were close enough that you could view the old Eagle cages when they used to be near the stadium. Uh, did you ever make any uh, trips over there to go say hello to the Eagle? Oh, every day. It was literally outside of my door. I, I mean, half a football field. Yeah, absolutely. The the Yes, the Eagle was right there. See, that's uh, I would be very jealous of you because I, I actually worked at the Raptor Center now. I'm a big bird guy. Oh, yes. Uh, and so that would have been like a dream for me to be able to wake up, look out there and see an eagle spreading its wings, you know, sunning itself or something like that. I'm like, you know, if this is not the most Auburn thing ever, I don't know what is. It so that, was. And when they dismantled it, it was a, it was a sad day. And I know they needed to because, um, it, you know, the area needed um, just to be better. But Absolutely. But we enjoyed every minute of that and never took it for granted. The Eagle was ours. <laughs> it was right outside the door. And you had a view of the quad, which you've already talked about a lot, or the uh, the concourse where all the activity the course, happens, yeah. the meeting up and all that kind of stuff. And a lot of that's still similar to this day. Now, yes. you joined a sorority. How, what was that experience like? Did you enjoy that? Or was that where a lot of your friendships uh, created? I I loved it. Um because I met so many new people, uh, eventually actually became president. I loved it that much. <laughs> you certainly did. If you want to go that level with it. <laughs> I, I did, but, but um, was never stuck just in the sorority. There was too much else at Auburn. Um, you, you could, you could do fraternities, sororities. In fact, um, I was little sister for five Delta to Theta. That was my dad's fraternity. So, so I kept, you know, I did, I did keep that part, but also being in um, education for a, a PE degree, I was in the sports areas a lot and mm. thoroughly enjoyed. And, and at that time, I had a, a better appreciation for what it took to be a student athlete at Auburn. The dedication, how um, isolated they had to be because of the discipline that being in that sport required when you're on scholarship. Absolutely. Very different from 
me just, you know, floating around going, going to my classes. <laughs> well, as you said that you graduated with a degree in education, focusing on physical education, is that something that you always thought you wanted to get into when you first arrived or did it kind of evolve while you were there? Oh, it evolved. Okay. I, I first thought I was going into art and, and then I changed. I, I called my parents and said, mm, this is, these people are too good. <laughs> I mean, these people are already graphic designers. They're, they're so far above what I thought I was. So, um, so I said, but I, but I really am enjoying the, the sports opportunities here. So, you know, and I, and I think I'd like to teach children. So I got into education. And you work the two passions in there together with the whole physical, physical education side of that thing. And as you said, it gave you an appreciation now, not just as a fan of Auburn athletics, but actually getting to see a little bit closer than some of us do what those athletes have to go through day in and day out. And the so obviously mm-hmm. the, you know, having the sympathy for that, but also having the appreciation for you, you now understand the product that they're putting on the field, what it took to get to that point. And let's be honest, there's been some pretty good products that resulted on whatever field or court or arena that they were playing in. Uh, so that's oh, a yes. great perspective. Oh, yes. Um, now, of course, football, that's when Shug Jordan left mm-hmm. and Doug Barfield took over. But um, we were not just football fans as, as students. Basketball was hot. Basketball, oh, my gosh. We had um, uh, Mike Mitchell was yep. there. Um and Eddie Johnson, oh my gosh, Eddie Johnson could fly through the air. We just thought he was the greatest thing. So I know we have the jungle now, and it is so impressive. I, I love our new arena, and I love the jungle. And and I really wish the, the current players could experience that because it, it is tremendous. But um, we never sat down at the basketball games. It was huge. And, and Harvey Glantz ran track when I was there. He was an Olympian. Being a PE major, we, we all knew he was there. And uh, yeah, but tennis was big. Uh, the equestrian program was, was of course, not what it is today. Uh, I'm so proud of that group. Mm-hmm. They, they are certainly champions. Yeah. And so you've actually now seen that a program like that come from its little infancy yes, to now to being evolve. literally unbeatable uh you know what should be as we're recording this just to date the episode a little bit uh, you know they're technically going to be getting ready to compete for their what should be fourth in a row national title if COVID-19 had not taken the third away we're just going to count it by default I think that's a fair statement because nobody was going to beat them last year I think it's fair but if anybody ever has the opportunity to to go to the Raptor Center or to just look at the gorgeous horses that are out there um I mean, just parking at the vet clinic and, and looking across, it's gorgeous. These are beautiful animals and they're, they're well taken care of. Um, yeah. and, it's, and it's a pleasure to watch that evolve. Absolutely. It's definitely developed into one of the things that Auburn University is is known for. They're known for many things, obviously the athletics, but uh, obviously as academics as well. Uh, whether it be architecture, whether it be engineering, but the veterinary side and you, just the Natural sciences uh, have really, you know, grown over time with Auburn. So you've seen that evolve a little bit there. What are some big games, big sports moments that you remember uh, while you were there at Auburn? Oh, as a student. Um, let's see. I remember, I know we didn't have the um, the most wins in football when we changed coaches, 
but it, it didn't stop the students, the students. And we dressed, oh my gosh, we dressed in heels and that time pantyhose. <laughs> and, and we sat in the broiling sun and, and cheered our team on. Uh, yeah. Uh, you, you just went and you supported your team and that's what you did. Here's a good question. Win or lose, it didn't matter. Here's something I'm thinking about right now because you mentioned the way y'all dressed and how it was hot and stuff. Do you <laughs> think it's any hotter now at Auburn compared to when you were a student? It's it's still hot, but now <laughs> now they dress appropriately. <laughs> I don't know. I've seen some of those fraternities in their full suits, and I, I just I remember one day just looking at one of the guys in line. Thinking, I'm like, dude, is it worth it? I mean, come on, to wear those suits to a 99, that's like, true, 100% humidity day. I was like, I know you enjoy this probably, and you're glad you did it, but I'm just looking at you, and I'm looking at me and you know, my shorts, shorts and, and, a t-shirt. and my sandals. And I'm like, Hey, I'm, I'm still burning up over here. Absolutely. Um, oh gosh. So you can relate to that a little bit there. Uh, any fun memories or uh, time in classes that you remember or, or classes that you remember that you really enjoyed? I, ooh, I do remember. I loved the psychology. I loved um, the kinesiology ones. Uh, yeah. Very, very dedicated. I love that everything was close. And if you, if you needed extra help, there was always a professor there uh, at Haley. You just walk over and, and find them and get extra help if you needed it. Um, I remember intramural sports was a lot of fun. And uh, what else? Gosh, gosh, it was. Uh, so many different things. Well, it is, it is. And, and I keep, um, Two of my sisters came to Auburn, so we had we had that. I just remember uh, being very busy with sorority, and and um, we had being in health and PE and recreation. We had a lot of three hour classes, which meant you were always always moving eighteen hours, twenty hours on the quarter system. Uh, so my my uh, classes actually kept me pretty busy. Well, with everything that you've shared here during your time at Auburn, I'm surprised you had time to sleep because of oh, you, yeah. you, all the classes, all the events. Whether and Chihuahua, <laughs> I got about, um, we used to go to Chihuahua Park. Yeah, I know then that's still a, a very popular thing for a lot of students to do. So did y'all take a lot of breaks out there and just to get yes. away from all the hubbub from classes? Oh, absolutely. Um, you'd have 20 in a Jeep going down, <laughs> going down to Chihuahua. Yes, just to, just to relax and um, dip your feet in the water and, or, or play Frisbee. A lot of the guys brought their dogs and, uh, you know, played Frisbee catch with, with the dogs. It was just very relaxing and beautiful. And it still is today. The theme that keeps coming up in this episode is the more things change, the more they just stay the same as stay well, same. just in a different way. Absolutely. So That's you graduate true. in 1977, proud Auburn graduate. You've got that degree and you can, you know, wave that in all of the Alabama fans' faces because they didn't even graduate. I'm kidding. I know that's being mean. <laughs> I won't be mean to them, even though it's true. Um, <laughs> tell me about life outside of Auburn as you grow up. You know, we'll get to this certain big thing with Tiger Walk in just a second. But tell oh, me about from then until now, being an Auburn fan, being a graduate, what, what do you get involved in? What's your life like after that? Okay, so um, I did get married to Ron. And he, we met in Atlanta and he was a shortstop for um, Citadel Baseball. 
and had never been to an Auburn game. So, you know, one of, one of our, actually our very first date, sports brought us together. We went to a Braves baseball game. And I think he was a little skeptical, wondering how much I knew the sport. And um, I said, well, okay, I'll go to the game with you, but I want to sit in section 16. And I usually sit on that front row because that's Claudelle Washington's spot. And I sit behind him. Mm -hmm. and, and he was, uh, that's when Bob Horner was there, Dale Murphy. And um, he, Ron asked me about Dale Murphy. I said, well, I know, I know he's Mormon. <laughs> and at that time, <laughs> the lightning hit and and we were on our first day we were out in the concourse um in this horrible thunderstorm right after i said that <laughs> and um that yeah that was our first day but baseball was was real big of course it was big to him and and it still is and we support auburn baseball uh we get season tickets to that in basketball and gymnastics and football and try to continue to to uh, support Auburn sports. Auburn it sounds like it. you still don't have any time whatsoever between, you know, you substitute classes oh. for every season ticket known to man. <laughs> oh yeah. It did get, it did get busy. We have um, four daughters <laughs> that really made life busy. I was about uh, to say. <laughs> yes. Yes. That, and now we have three granddaughters. So Ron continues to be outnumbered. Oh, greatly mm. well, we'll, we'll pray for ron <laughs> and everything he has to deal with <laughs> now maybe i missed it is your husband an auburn fan as well it sounded like that was a well, yes he is now he and graduated now. from the citadel and and like i said he was on scholarship there for baseball and um his first game i think yes he knew we were going to well, continue dating <laughs> this is where i go um so you better accept weekend. it this is where we go <laughs> yeah just try it out see how you like it oh no he fell in love with it he the atmosphere um the fans the uh, truly the camaraderie uh, everything about auburn he's well obviously if he's taken away uh, taken a tiger walk banner around to games he's sold in yes absolutely so what are some big uh sports moments or big auburn moments that you have uh between that time and the tiger walk banner becoming a reality do you remember any of those or anything come to mind before the manor before the banner yeah uh well there was always a group uh congratulating or, or cheering on the the players as they entered the stadium and so so i think you know if you talk about tiger walk it's was started by the fans and it still is run by the fans. It's, it's not a university event. Um, they supply the players, I guess, but, but it's really the fans just trying to say, Hey, we know what you do for Auburn and we are behind you and um, we're cheering you on. And there's a reason that so many other fan bases now try to have a quote unquote tiger walk or a mm, tide walk. I don't know what you call it. I think the tide calls it the walk of champions. I'm like, okay, all right, oh, whatever. The, yeah, the copycats. That's the co and that's okay. I know. I did have a gentleman tell me that um, Georgia had the greatest thing, and it's called the dog walk. And I said, oh my gosh. Said, you just don't even know. <laughs> I know. Well, he does now, but that was straight up Auburn. And, and y'all, you know, you've done well to copy it. It's, it is a great tradition for, for any school. So I think, you know, all athletes need, need to be cheered on. And, mm -hmm. uh, but, but Auburn really 
started cheering on their their players in the 60s. Imitation so. is the sincerest form of flattery. So well, anybody that imitates us, we're going to just say, hey, you know, we did it first. We do it the best. But hey, you can keep copying us all you want. <laughs> it is. And I think being on the road, too, um, has given us a lot of, of memories that, and again, it's regardless of the season that Auburn football is having just to arrive at a game and the players are being bused from their hotel to the out-of-town stadium and then to see their fans under a banner saying, oh, we're here. We actually followed you here. Um, Let's get it. Get it on. It's a little bit different than when you show up in a stadium and, of course, the fans are going to be there. But when they're waiting for you, on an away game. That's right. to me, that would say something about, wow, this is a little bit different. You know, this- that says a lot because it's two hours before the game. Yeah. Now it shows um, a commitment. it is quite a commitment and it's huge. Um, I'm always so proud of the Auburn fans. Hey, Auburn fans. I want to take a quick time out from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs. Especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C network booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C network to join the E2C network booster club. You can also get there by going to our website, E2Cnetwork.com slash support. Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. So now let's talk about this banner that you and many others have had a hand in bringing to reality. I want you to tell me the story about uh, this, but you know, let me just paint the picture for everybody. And I, I would suspect that most people are at least familiar with Tiger Walk and have probably have been there, if not once, but many, many times. If you'll recall and, and kind of see, set the scene for you, there's a sea of, I would almost say a hundred thousand people, but we know that's probably not true. You probably can't fit that many, but there's tons of people on this, but you, and you look up on the hill and you can see the buses forming, but there's always this banner that's dead center. It feels like right in the middle of, of tiger walk alley, at least we'll call it there on Donahue. You see this banner and you just kind of know this is where I'm supposed to be. If the, you know, thousands of people didn't give it away. What's, uh, you know, but you guys are the originators of this banner that has Tiger Walk on it. It's signed by the players. Tell me a little bit about how that became a reality. Well, it used to be that Auburn Fan Day was held in the Coliseum. So we could take the banner. And if, if you remember the 
current Coliseum. I'm not sure what it's used for now besides offices, but but it's circular. And the players would would be seated at tables all the way around the Coliseum. And you could we could put the banner down and have all of the offense sign it and then all of the defense sign it and we were done. Things are very different now. It's very hard to get the the signatures now, but the players bought into it and they would tell their their parents where they signed. And so during Tiger Walk, the a lot of the parents will come up, especially at away games. They want to see where their son signed. <laughs> so um, so it originated when we lost Pat Dye and and there was a lot of talk about uh was some negative things going around and players were listening to it. Uh, fans were given opinions. People outside of Auburn were given opinions and a lot of it was none of their business, but uh, just social media was interfering with the nice tiger walks and the nice atmosphere that we had had at Auburn. So we were trying to think of something that the NCAA could, could accept that happened at Auburn uh, without getting into trouble. And we thought, well, we could bring a banner <laughs> to the games and hold that up and let the players go under it so that they know their fans are there for the purpose of supporting them. So um, Dick Glenn and his wife, Harriet, and his two brothers lived in, lived in Enterprise and he knew of someone who could make this banner. So we, we made it and um, started taking it to the home games. And we would take it to some of the away games. But, uh, so that's what it was about. And um, we did take it to away games because I remember seeing Terry Bowden in some of the, the away ho hotels and he would ask about the banner. So he, he was aware that we were there and would have that set up when the players went to the stadiums. So is the banner the original still from the very beginning to this day, or has it had different iterations or, or changes to it? Many changes. We're on, we're actually on the seventh banner. Mm -hmm. And um, we, we also realized later that um, the original banner, the home banner is very large and heavy. And if we were going to all the away games, sometimes it's only two people taking it. So we, have a travel banner which is a little smaller and lighter um but but because we have two banners we were able to send a banner up to say um oh yeah new york we the banner was there for the the heisman awards when cam newton was was up for it and um and one and um trey mason right was the banner well, was yep, there yep. too uh and and Auburn alumni, I mean, the, yeah, the New York Auburn alumni group meets for watch parties at St. Pat's and my daughter's is secretary of the alumni group there. And we have let her take the, the, um, away banner sometimes for opening game or some watch party there. And nice. so, yeah. And we took it to Madison gardens when the Madison, Madison Square Gardens when the basketball team played at Auburn. So we did have the banner there. So sometimes it shows up at basketball games as well. We took it to Omaha. Wow. Yeah, we took it to the national championship games. So literally this, at least some iteration of this banner has been across this country. 
and represented Auburn, represented the players and represented the family. And I think that's a really cool thing that not a lot of people, some most people maybe realize that at least maybe, oh yeah, I did see that on TV or I saw, you know, some picture was with, with that there. But I think that's something that, you know, that's great to bring up because, you know, it's one of, the, one of those small things we do as the Auburn family that connect us with each other. And it's like a little piece of us, something that we do traditionally and mainly here in Auburn, Alabama, goes to New York, goes to Arizona, goes here, goes there. That's that's really awesome that you guys share that experience. Right. Oh, gosh. Um, when you said about it being in pictures, it reminded me that we were anonymous for years and um, Auburn needed to know who we were. And so they somebody told them and, and they called and they said, well, um, we know you don't have trade trademark licenses, but we really would like <laughs> the Auburn logo and, and the trademarks on this banner. So they actually produced the, the last banner and travel banner and use it for marketing purposes. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, that is like a true testament to the success of this whole thing, because just personally speaking, uh, not, I haven't done a lot of investigating with trademark and licensing with Auburn and their logo and stuff, but I do know from some personal friends, some of the stories of how, not stingy is not the right word, but protective is the right word. Uh, they are, and rightfully so. But the fact that you have endeared yourself and everybody that's been involved in this process uh, of creating this banner, envisioning this banner, and bring it to reality, have gotten to the point where you've got Auburn seeking you out for the licensing and trademark to get to work with you. That shows you how awesome this tradition is. Oh, we absolutely em- embraced that opportunity because we recognize some of our <laughs> banners looked amateurish. We we recognize that, and and they look so much better. Auburn Auburn did a fabulous job, but it is time to get a new one. So. I need a contact to get this new one um, because we, when we have a coaching change or um, even after the national championship was won, we needed another banner. It's it's a new start for the team. And, and we're at that again. We have almost everybody in the coaching staff is new. So um, it's a new day for Auburn football and we need to represent it. Well, now you've heard a call to action, listeners. If you know who to talk to, we need to get it to Miss Cindy Terry and so that we can get this uh, oh, banner situated. Whoever, we'll come down to Auburn. We'll, we'll come down and work on that. <laughs> and see, I just think that's it's such a cool story because it shows the trajectory of all this. It's something that was fan-made, fan-started, fan-created. And then because you guys started this process it caught on it, it, it people latched on to it it forces the university to formally recognize it and then it becomes this actual like formal tradition now so now there's not a, a generation probably in my lifetime that won't associate that banner with tiger walk like that's just you know something that i think is very special and something that even if you're you know as a kid growing up you don't maybe think oh well, the, the banner is the thing that makes tiger walk you're still going to in your mind look back and think oh yeah they did walk underneath that and the players slap it speaking of which that may, reminds me have you ever had any mishaps with any of the banners have they ever broken or oh, gosh yes <laughs> oh my goodness and and that is hilarious yes because uh we use pvc piping and in the cold it's it will snap so we have to make sure really that it's a uh uh 
tough vinyl. I think it's 36 gauge vinyl. I mean, it's real specific and that the grommets are away from the, the side and that there are some air holes in there to accommodate the wind. But yes, we, yes, we've broken <laughs> poles and, and we've had to send people to get duct tape. We have duct tape and we make sure we have orange and blue. So, <laughs> so we're using the Auburn colors when we have to repair the banner, but but it still makes it. And, and we know too, that if we have to just hold it up with two people, we will do that. Um, not that the players can go under it if I'm only five two. So uh, I would probably grab a, another uh, fan, a tall fan to help us with that. But, Are you sure you don't have an engineering degree from Auburn? Because what you, those terminology and stuff you were using there, grommets and all this stuff, I'm like, hold on. That, that sounds like Auburn engineering stuff right there. And that's from having it ripped so many times and having to repair it with duct tape and, and my sewing machine and whatever we can find. So yeah, if you look closely, oh, it's not real pretty, but um, I think, I think the fans, especially at not, not just the home games, it's even the away games uh, right after tiger walk, as we're trying to put it up, many people will come and, and want pictures. And we always, we stay until the crowd's there or if we're in a away game till security <laughs> sends us off. Um, and that's a big change too. Security was very lax when we initiated uh, taking a banner, especially outside of, of Auburn. But um, now it's it's really tight. And many times the players don't even leave the bus. They drive under the stadium or into the stadiums. And, and that makes a lot of fans um, upset, but it's just, it's just the way it is. And yeah. the players can still see the, the fans and the banner and whatnot from the buses. And that's, you know, we just have to accept that. Yeah. And while that can be disappointing, as you said, for fans and athletes alike, the fact that the players still see that and the fans arriving still see that that's the meeting point. That is where we all need to be to make sure we all know that we're here together for this, whether it's in Auburn or whether it's in Lexington, Kentucky, whether it's in Tuscaloosaville, Alabama, whether it's in Arizona, this is a place where you need to be where we're showing support to each other. <laughs> you say Tus oh, Tuscaloosa. Um, some of these venues are, are pretty difficult. <laughs> I would imagine. To have a banner in, especially if you're Auburn. And, and that one is one. Um, we set up, and, and of course, the players do not walk outside of the buses. They are they're driven behind the gates, and they disembark there. But um, the Auburn fans are there by the hundreds if not thousands and Alabama people are playing blasting music uh ridiculing us and and people just continue Auburn just continues to party and they wait for their players and uh you know you have you have to do it we've met so many parents of players at the away games um Nick Ruffin's mom uh, Renee Burgess comes to mind uh, KJ Britt's family his whole family uh, Tanya and Kenny and and his gosh his little brother is not so little I'm sure he'll be he'll be playing somewhere too um, Keenan but just to be able to meet them and and for them to connect with a familiar face is very very important for these away games yeah. uh, a stadium as big as Texas A&M they're yeah. very accommodating actually uh, Texas A&M LSU 
one year they sent us to the wrong gate on purpose. We were all lined up, had the banner up, and then we saw <laughs> that the buses were going to let them out somewhere else. So here we are running with the banner up, and um, but we made it, and and the players were able to walk under it. So uh, and now LSU waits for us. They're looking for us, and they direct us through the crowds and help us set up. So things change over the years. Absolutely. But as we said, some things change, but they stay the same still. And I don't know that it'll ever change at Alabama. <laughs> no, that, that's not going to change. But they told us we couldn't have a walk. And, <laughs> and we said, oh, okay. <laughs> and okay. we set up while they're telling us we can't do that. Well, you know, we could sit here and make jokes about other fan bases all day. But the fact of the matter is, you guys put the effort in uh, to have us have our meeting place as fans and athletes to come together as the Auburn family, which I think this is what this is all about. Because while we have our different roles with the Auburn family, we're one big happy family. I know that's cliche and, you know, somewhat cheesy to say it that way, uh, but it's true. And that's what this is all about. Oh, you have to give a shout out to the Auburn band, too. I, I, oh, yeah. You know, one of the memories <laughs> was Auburn played USC and that's um, uh, in bowl game in Orlando, I believe. And USC, not South Carolina, I'm talking about Southern Cal. Southern Cal. Yes. Um, their band played their fight song only over and over and over. Dun, 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 dun. I mean, we all knew it. And Auburn fans start saying, boring, boring. Auburn band picks up their fight song and starts playing it. <laughs> Um, and the Auburn, Auburn band, of course, if, if you can't get up for a game after hearing that band, oh my gosh, they're fabulous. So they yes, all the traditions that make Auburn who they are and, and what they are. Tradition recognizes tradition and that makes them so special for all the Auburn family here. Any other final stories or anything from, it doesn't even have to be about the banner that you would like to share before we wrap up our time here. We do have a little bit of a fun questionnaire to end with, but I want to give you any extra space you need to tell anything else about your Auburn story that you need. Auburn has this wit about it. Um, like when we played West Virginia and it just poured down rain. Well, Auburn's not, Auburn fans aren't leaving the game. They're not going to leave. And then the band starts playing all the, songs they can think of or or you know the about rain and and it's and it's funny and it's supportive and and the fans stay and gosh we got soaked but that that's a memory that's so much fun I remember we we went to West Virginia as well to a, a ball game there oh boy that was interesting we were met with um their fans were in the parking lot with with an old sofa and everybody had moonshine. <laughs> but, oh my gosh. The things that happen up in those mountains, man. <laughs> yeah, it was a different atmosphere, but, um, and, and they, they weren't so friendly, but, and they beat us, <laughs> but, um, it was still an experience. And then when they came to, to us, you know, it just poured down rain, but, but I think they had a, a good time. Mm. I uh, that, that's a common theme. I hear a lot of, you know, from opposing fans minus a few, uh, is that uh, they come to Auburn and while, of course, you know, you get the friendly jabbing and jawing about the game and stuff like that. They usually have a pretty good experience. And I think that's a testament to the Auburn family as a collective. We always have our bad apples here and there, uh, but that yeah. we try our best to make sure that when you come to Auburn, it's an experience that you walk away with at least so, oh, that wasn't so bad. I could go back to a game here. Right. And they have an understanding of 
what we mean by war eagle and that we are the tigers and we have to be on the plains and they have a, a better understanding of what that means. And that's something else we've noticed it, especially when we play a team that is new for us is um, they will always, <laughs> the fans, opposing fans will come up and, and say, roll tide. <laughs> and we laugh. We're like, oh my gosh, was that supposed to hurt? <laughs> It's like, why are, you, um, why are you cussing at me? I didn't know. Exactly. Like, you know. <laughs> what do we do to you? Well, what are you, the Eagles or the Tigers? And, so, and I'm like, and I just, every time I get that question, I just, both. I mean, yeah. I, you know, that's just my, that's obviously not the real answer. We're the Tigers. And, right. You know, right. we're not going to, I'm not going to explain that to the Auburn fans, but we all <laughs> understand that. But that's literally like, I, that's how I shut them up now. I'm just like, both. What of it? We got, to, we're that good. We've got two, two names, two mascots, two things, two battle cries. It doesn't matter. We're that good. We're twice <laughs> as good. I mean, and it makes sense when they hear it, they go, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. Pretty cool. pretty cool. Well, I've enjoyed hearing about your Auburn roots and about the banners origination and some of the interesting things that happened with that. But what I'd like to do with you now is go through our not so rapid fire, rapid fire questions where we have a little bit of fun. Uh, doing a little bit of this or that, pick your favorite, this type of uh, scenarios. Got about 12 of those. So if you're ready, we'll rock and roll with those. Well, I'll do my best. <laughs> All right. We'll start off with a, well, I was about to say easy, but I think most people have at least to explain themselves with this answer. Question number one, orange or blue? It's my favorite. Um, Burnt orange. It is burnt orange. I know. Pat Dye told me it wasn't <laughs> burnt orange and I did not argue but I know it is. He said, that's, that's Texas. And I said, that's Auburn. Auburn's navy blue and burnt orange. Those are our colors. I'll say burnt orange. Okay. Question number two for you. Aubie or the War Eagles? Aubie is such a beloved mascot, ever changing, ever evolving, hilarious, uh, speaks to the fans about the fans and about Auburn. Um, I'm going with Aubie. Awesome. And now you are safe from the minions of Obby because they will come after you if you don't pick Obby in the scenario. He loves his Eagles, as I always say, but don't mess with Obby well, and his minions. Obby <laughs> can embarrass you, though, in a picture moment. That's what I'm saying. Oh, my God. Well, that's, you know, you can be his best bud and he will <laughs> he will cover your face as the cameras click in or rub your head. And <laughs> All right. It's a lot of fun. I got to tell you, I know this is not my story, but since you said that, I got to tell you this recent story with him. So I was at an Auburn soccer game about two years ago and it had started raining. So I brought an umbrella out. Well, unfortunately, this umbrella, and it was not the team, like this team's umbrella, but like it just for some reason had an elephant on it. And I forgot. Oh, Abby. <laughs> In the rain, came storming through the puddles at me and like just stomped his feet, splashing water all over me and pointed at the umbrella. Like, I'm like, what? What, Obby? What do you want? And then I pulled it down. And I was like, oh no. He grabbed it and ran away with it. It was the funniest <laughs> thing ever. Oh my gosh. I love it. I love so it. So I'm stuck in the rain. And I actually had like camera equipment. I was taking video and stuff for the stuff we do here on the network. And I was like, well, I guess I'm just getting my stuff wet now, but I guess I deserve it for having an elephant umbrella out here. Yeah. And good for Abby to seek you out and remove that. <laughs> remove that heinous crime from our venue. But the All costumes right. he uses during the games, if you if you just keep make make it a point to look at Abby throughout a football game. He's he's dressed in all the pom poms, or he's dressed in something about the opposing team that is just hilarious. So what a mascot! Yes, bless him. <laughs> one of a kind. 
question three, your favorite part of the Auburn fight song. It can be a word, a phrase, but your favorite part of the fight song. Fearless and true. Fearless, Fearless and, true. and true. It's a very solid one. I like that. Question four, your favorite Auburn athletics program. So football, basketball, all the way down to equestrian. You had to pick one. What's your favorite? Well, says I carry the banner to the football ones. I'm going, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more involved with with football but like I said I still get season tickets to basketball baseball gymnastics so football <laughs> I was gonna say it's probably an easy pick but I understand the not wanting to play favorites part of that well let's keep playing favorites question five your favorite Auburn athlete of all time oh gosh all times my favorite okay um hmm. I think the greatest athlete ever, if, of course, is Bo Jackson. I have never, uh, I, don't, I don't have a friendship, personal friendship um, with him. But when you when you say favorite, I'm thinking Roderick Hood of Columbus, Georgia. He had to make his own film and sell himself as a walk-on at Auburn. And when we think of walk-ons, we think of Kevin Green. But Roderick Hood did quite well at Auburn. And... Mm-hmm. Um, and just a, a beautiful person. He was there with, with um, Kendall Simmons, an, another one that, and this is too what Tiger Walk allows us to do. We get to know the players just a little differently. Um, I remember Kendall being an artist and now he's back at Auburn and he is doing his artwork. I think he makes, um, oh, he's going to kill me. I want to say uh, like Wonder Heroes type things, but but he's still using his, artwork as he works with the football program uh, these these players aren't there just to play football they, there's so much more to them and when you get to see that side it's it's really special mm-hmm. it deepens the bond it definitely deepens the bond question six for you your favorite auburn coach any sport anytime say pat die pat die that one stings a little bit right now but it uh hurts tremendously but pat die um because he remained down to earth and you could go to his farm you could see what he does with um the oh gosh i lost the name of the tree japanese maples the japanese maples oh my gosh and you could you could purchase one you could work with him um he would take you around the grounds he he certainly did that with us um you go through the lodge and you see pictures of him when he worked at alabama um his georgia ties his auburn ties and not a boastful word from him ever just very down to earth and glad to be at auburn he really appreciated auburn there was a coach that yeah, if there was ever a coach, I think, that defined Auburn, you know, and it's easy to go to Suge on that one. And I think that's a very true statement. But there's something about the time and the place uh, in which Pat Dye came into our lives uh, that was serendipitous. I almost said Suge, but, but no, Pat Dye, because personally, um, remember, Suge didn't teach my course. <laughs> I was holding that against him. <laughs> so, but Pat, I got to meet in person, so <laughs> a little different. I understand why you're paying favorites there then. Question seven, 
your favorite Auburn non-athletics person. So this can be a family member, a friend, a celebrity, a professor you had at Auburn, anybody that's not directly associated with the athletic department, but your favorite Auburn person. Oh, that's not, not associated. Not associated directly with the athletics department, like a coach or a player or an, or a administrator or something like that. But I guess an easier way to say this would be when I think of Auburn, I think of this person. Well, Harry Philpott was president when um, when I was at Auburn, and I remember my my father is very stoic, but I remember when I walked across the stage and received my diploma from Dr. Philpott, um, my dad teared up and and was extremely emotional, and and I remember he helped change things at Auburn when I was there. He the curfews were mm-hmm. um, gone and, and he, he actually listened to the students when they aired some grievances. complaints or grievances. Yes. Yes. He really listened. So, so yes. Um, Harry Philpott. Awesome. I have not had him before. So that's a great new addition to that list. <laughs> <A bit. laughs> no, I, I actually love it when we get random ones because it's, it, it just kind of adds to the, the lore of this type of questionnaire. All right. Question eight, your favorite Auburn building on campus, off campus, if you can make a case for it somewhere else in the country and world, but it's still an Auburn building, I'll take it. But your favorite Auburn building? Veterinary clinic. Is it because of uh, how much you love going out there to see the the raptors and the horses like we talked about earlier? That's, well, the reason I was out there was because they were treating our animals. So, uh, and you know, I live in, in, outside of Atlanta. So I'm in Georgia. The fact that I take my pets to Auburn says a lot for their capabilities, but their, their oncology um, unit is, is tops. Mm-hmm. And they're very, they're so compassionate. When you leave your animal, when they take, take your pet um, back, when they bring them, at, they, they do their treatment and then they bring them back. They know something about your pet. And they're right. Something about the personality they'll divulge and say, oh, did you know your dog prances? Or uh, they show that they took time to get to know your pet. Absolutely. And um, yeah, so that's one of them. Of course, the building would be Haley just because <laughs> of all my experiences there. But um, when I think of a, a building that's really done all well, I have to say that the small animal, large animal, oncology, veterinary clinics. You're the first one to bring up the vet clinic. So that's a great addition to that list. Love it. (laughs) All right. Question nine, your favorite Auburn place to eat. Well, my favorite one was. Was, was applicable here. Yeah. Okay. It was Santa freeze. Oh my goodness. Late nights, just walking up to Santa freeze. And then they called it Santa flush and then they tore it down. (laughs) But, um, it, it was just a little hole in the wall that had great footlong hot dogs with chili or or um, ice cream cones. And it was a social gathering place. Mm-hmm. Uh, We've had many people lament about the loss of the Santa Freeze flush, whatever you want to call it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on this show. <laughs> Mama Goldberg's was um, started, though, when I, when I was at Auburn. Yeah, it's easy for me to go to places like that. But, I, you know, I, I love hearing about the older ones like that that are no longer with us because it's kind of like, oh, why didn't I get to experience these type of things? Oh, um, Copper Kettle's gone. Our, oh, um, Copper Kettle was, was 
where Hamilton's is now, well, you uh -huh. probably know this, um, and there was a gas explosion and there is no copper kettle anymore. <laughs> it is gone. <laughs> yeah, that one's way gone. <laughs> All right, question 10. Your favorite Auburn tradition? I think this is an easy one for you, oh. but you know, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we the can Eagle find a favorite. <laughs> and I do love the Eagle flight, but of course it has to be Tiger Walk. I, I put too much time and, and heart into that one, not to call it my favorite tradition. <laughs> Thought we might have to struggle on that one just a little bit, but I'm, I'm glad that we worked through that and uh, got to a definitive decision on that. Question 11, your favorite Auburn memory? Oh, there's so many. I, I, it's not just a one-time moment, but um, anytime at the games when when um, we hear the Star Spangled Banner, we hear uh, just the game time. I, I know my sister and I, and I lost her. Um, we were so close, but we would we would stand there and um, and just tear up. It was so great to be home at Auburn and the fact that that we all we felt the same about the importance of sharing Auburn mm -hmm. it's great memory or memories as as you said I know it's repetitive it, it is still a good we, one we were the same way with the creed in fact um used the creed as her eulogy and took it part by part to talk about um, about her because yeah that's when it was hard to get through hard to read it without and you know understanding the importance of of why auburn's loved the way it is absolutely question 12 your final question describe auburn to me in one word other than family everybody says family you want to say family that's why well, i took it away from you you did you did okay <laughs> so i could say the i could say creed you could. creed you mean i mean the auburn creed because that speaks volumes it's it's beautifully written and it and it expresses auburn in totality i believe but what let me have a question 12a to end us what's your favorite part of the creed you mean when do i start tearing up yes now I, I would say that's probably your favorite if it gets you every time um the part that says i believe in my country because it is a land of freedom and because it is my own home and that I can best serve that country by doing justly, loving mercy, and walking humbly with my God. And because Auburn men and women believe in these things, I believe in Auburn and love it. Now, you weren't supposed to make me start tearing up. Well, <laughs> if I had read the whole thing, I wouldn't have gotten that far. But, um, but yeah, that's, awesome. that's Auburn. And it is a, it's a feeling that we share and we embrace and and we don't have to have words for it. You know when someone has the Auburn feeling. And War Eagle means everything, no matter where you, we are. Well, Cindy, I usually have people give a final word to the Auburn family, but I don't know that we can do much better than that on your end, sharing the creed and sharing what you just shared there about how it's a feeling, even if you can't express it in words. So I think that's a great final thought for your Auburn story. I want to thank you for being willing to... Uh, sit in with me for quite some time oh you were wonderful really enjoyed meeting you um i would like to thank the auburn fans because as i tell people at the away games if it weren't for the auburn fans ron and i would look pretty dumb just standing there with a banner so it's the fans that make it and the fans that are so dedicated to the auburn athletes and, and we love every one of them so thank you to Cindy for joining us and you, the Auburn family out there when you're at Tiger Walk and you see that banner. 
come on up and say hello to Cindy and the rest of the crew over there that are holding that thing up, whether it's in the the rain, the sleet, the, we don't get snow that often, but <laughs> <laughs> the conditions, it doesn't matter. They are there faithfully holding that banner up for not just the athletes, but you, the family, to come and meet them at Tiger Walk. Cindy, thank you again, and War Eagle. War Eagle.